This is episode 440, How to Stop Acting Like a Teenager When You're a Grown Adult with Caitlin. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. I love today's episode because I get to take someone through the empty chair process, which you may have heard me talk about, or maybe you've heard me do on the show before, but I don't do it very often, but just felt such a strong pull to take Caitlin to it, to speak to her father who died many years ago. So it's a beautiful session and a beautiful example of how to do this process and how powerful it can be and how it doesn't have to be super long or in depth either or overwhelming. So I hope that it gives you some courage to to do the process or to learn more about it. And one of the ways you can learn more about the empty chair process and a lot of the things that we talk about in today's episode, including going and getting fragmented parts of us, and that will make sense after you listen to the coaching call and bringing them back into current day so that younger parts of us aren't running the show or acting out in certain ways, then I highly, 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 highly encourage you to register for our Reconnect course. Go to christinehasser.com slash reconnect. It's all about reclaiming your inner child and stepping into the joy, peace, and purpose that you deserve and desire. We start February 29th. If you listen to this episode after the 29th, still head over to the link. There's ways to join. All the calls are taught live. Not a problem if you need to watch the replay at all because you'll still be in the container. If you've done the inner child workshop with us before, we do have a special discount available for you for that. So just email support at christinehasler.com and my team can help you out with that. Before I dive into this episode, just a little heads up. There is a certain parts where you can hear my daughter She's screaming with joy, in the, which is perfect for inner child. In the background, she's very into playing house. It's her most favorite thing in the world. And she was just having a ball downstairs playing with all her people and talking to them. And you might be able to hear a little bit of that. So apologies if that's distracting in any ways. I did speak to Caitlin about it and it wasn't distracting her. So that was good. But anyway, my actual child was really just expressing. And as her mom, that's something I always want to encourage. All right. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, do you see yourself doing things that are rather immature or that you don't really like, or that you're not really proud of, but you can't seem to stop? Did you have a trauma in your teenage years or childhood years, and you still think it's really impacting you on some level? Do you have regret and judgment and shame about how you acted or reacted to things? And finally, have you lost someone that you love and you'd love a way to reconnect with them? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Caitlin. Also, before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, AquaTrue. I am sitting here actually drinking. I'll take a drink right now. My AquaTrue water. I love water. If you've ever been on a Zoom call with me, you'll notice I drink a lot of water. And I love being upstairs in my office and having my AquaTrue water filter right here. I know that I am going to have really good tasting clean water, which is 
so important. You know, we can't control all the environmental toxins that we take in. It's just a matter of being human. So we need to do what we can to purify our body and what we consume the best we can. And AquaTrue is a really great way to do that. It uses a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. Basically, that's a fancy way of saying the water goes through a very thorough filtering process. AquaTrue removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. Plus, it's really easy to use. Like you just pour the water in, it filters itself. It doesn't take up a lot of counter space, which I love as well. There's no installation or plumbing. And they also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. They have those higher capacity under the sink options as well. AquaTree uses the same technology utilized by all the major bottled brands, but now it's available for your home without all the plastic waste. And their filters last a long time from six months to as long as two years. Plus you'll save money. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 45,000 bottles of water. (laughs) It's a lot of water. So it's time to get peace of mind with AquaTrue. Today, my listeners receive 20% off, 20%, that's a good discount, off any AquaTrue purifier. Go to AquaTrue.com and enter promo code over it at checkout. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter promo code over it at checkout. Plus it comes with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. One last time, 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com, promo code over it. All right, and now onto my coaching call with Caitlin. Caitlin, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you, Christine. I have this really embarrassing problem actually about lying. Or if I want to be a little more accurate, maybe stretching the truth and avoiding. Mm -hmm. I am clean from alcohol and drugs for almost six years. I just joined a fellowship a few months ago. I've really been white knuckling it before that. But I continued a lot of the same behaviors, even though I had stopped drinking. Avoiding people, situations, uncomfortable things, aka the truth embellishing things to the people I love and these little white lies to either seem more interesting or make sure people aren't worried about me (laughs) or make conversation just fill empty silence. And I know that I'm not good at it. (laughs) I know that the people I love don't necessarily believe me, but love me too much to call me out on it. And that at some point I am going to get caught with someone who doesn't love me enough (laughs) to not really give some real consequences. And I want to stop. I just, it doesn't feel safe to stop. Um, So I don't know where to go from here. What doesn't feel safe about it? Specifically when it comes to talking about either how I'm doing or what's going on in my life, that eventually the family and friends that I have who are incredibly supportive are just going to get tired of me and disappear. If you don't continue to lie or embellish the truth? Yes. If I am authentic, Caitlin, who I don't always like, they're not going to like me either. So I have to keep dancing as fast as I can to avoid that from happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like the same thing. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think was at the root of your addiction? What were you trying to numb or feel? So with addiction, Uh, we're trying to numb some things and feel some things. Right. I was trying to feel alive and present and normal 
And I was trying to numb that feeling of not fitting in and not being right, right in air quotes, or, you know, some events in my past that I am ashamed of um, and trying to get away from those as far as possible. Do you mind sharing what those events are? Sure. When I was in high school, my dad passed away. Him and I were really close. He was my primary parent and I had to move after that. Anyways, I am not proud of how I reacted to his death. My substance use got really out of control. I was with, at the time, a a stepmom and a dependent sister and a dependent grandmother. I didn't like how my stepmom was grieving and I really lashed out and pushed a lot of people away. And my fear in the back of my head is that how I reacted and what I did is something that my father would hate me for. Um, Mm. And I know logically (laughs) that I was 15 and things were crazy and that it makes total sense how I reacted, but it's really hard to believe that. Well, it's hard for a part of you to believe that. Yes. (laughs) So that part of you that feels shame and feels like your dad would have been disappointed in you. And it sounds like you had, well, what was your relationship with your dad like? Amazing. He Amazing. Was my okay. best friend. Oh, I'm sorry you lost him so young. Thank it's you. very, very, very hard and very, very, very traumatizing. So it sounds like a part of you, it's like, wow, not only have I lost this man, but I've lost his respect. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had a conversation with him? No. <laughs> And to be honest, I know that it's from a spiritual perspective and from, you know, like a mental perspective that that would be helpful. For a very long time, I pushed away the idea of having any kind of relationship with my father after he passed. But I can try if that's something that you think would be helpful. I can help you facilitate it right now. Okay. So what I want you to do, where are you? Like, are you sitting on a chair? Are you, where are you? I'm on a chair. Okay. Is there another chair you can put in front of you? Yes. Okay, great. So just go ahead and get that set up. Okay. And I want the chairs directly in front of each other because you're going to be moving from chair to chair with your eyes closed. So I want you to, yeah, to just set them up so that it's really easy to do. And when that feels complete, just let me know. All right. We're good. Okay, great. Have you ever done the empty chair process with me before in any programs or events? Yes. I did your very first inner child workshop back at the beginning of COVID, I think. Um, And I I did it then. Okay. How was it for you? Overwhelming. It was amazing. It was very overwhelming. (laughs) Okay. So I just want you to know I'm here with you and big feelings are going to feel overwhelming to you. Well, to many of us, but I'm just speaking specifically to you. Most people that do struggle with substance abuse also struggle with being big feelers and it feels out of control. And so we need a way to shut it down. So I just want you to know, even though I'm not physically with you, I got you. Okay. And if at any point this feels like too much, you just say stop or I'm done or it's too much. And we stop. Okay. Okay. All right. So I want you to just close your eyes. I want you to just drop into your heart and you don't have to say anything in response to me. 
I'm going to have you be talking in a moment, but just this first process, I'm just going to center you and just drop you in to your heart. And we're going to call forward all the higher beings and guides that work with you and your dad to come forward. And we're going to invite all parts of your inner child to come forward that feel safe enough to be here right now. And just really setting the intention to surrender and at the highest level of healing and clarity come forward. Take a really nice deep breath and let it out with an audible sigh. Do that one more time. Nice deep breath. Let it out with an audible sigh. Good. And so I'm going to do this in my words. And while I'm internally, when I'm externally doing it in my words, I want you to internally repeat after me if it resonates or do it in your own words. This part you don't have to do out loud. So I want you just to, from your heart, really invite in the higher self of your dad, his soul, his spirit. Inviting him into this conversation. Asking him in whatever way resonates with you to come forward. It may sound like, Dad, I really need you. And really asking that when you move over into that chair, and I'll guide you through the whole process, that you will be channeling your dad and he can really speak through you. And you can say whatever you need to say from your perspective and you can hear whatever you need to hear from his. So again, keeping your eyes closed through the entire process, even when you're moving back and forth between the two chairs, Really asking your dad's spirit, his higher self to come forward. And when you can, in your mind's eye, again, keeping your eyes closed, when you can see him, visualize him, feel him in the chair across from you, just give me an audible yes. Yes. Great. So now you could do the next parts out loud so I can help guide and support you. Just begin with whatever you want to say to him. Dad, I'm so sorry that I didn't realize how sick you were. I really wasn't around for those last couple of months. I'm so sorry that I left my sister and my grandmother after you passed away and how scared I am that you wish that I had done things completely different Mm. yeah I'm scared I disappointed you yes and when you feel ready ever so gently keeping your eyes closed I want you to move into the other chair and now just speak as your dad just really let his spirit come through you just open up Trust the divine in this and surrender. 
you could never disappoint me. I wish that I had handled things differently and been more honest about what was going on and prepared you for what was going to happen. Mm. And just naturally follow the flow of a conversation between the two of you, moving chairs in when, whenever it feels like there's a natural shift in who wants to speak. It's not fair that you put me in a situation where I would regret so much of how I acted that you knew that things weren't going to be okay. You didn't give me a heads up about how you would have wanted me to handle things so that I could follow your example. I'm sorry. You're right. I was wrong not to tell you. I don't know how else I would have told you to act after I passed. I'm proud of you for getting out of a dangerous situation and taking care of yourself. Really let that in, really hear the words of your father saying, I'm proud of you. Really let that in. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Just let it, let anything come up that's coming up. Take your time. I don't know. My mind is completely blank <laughs> and not in a bad way, I think. Okay. Well, let's just stay with the emotion that's coming up. Okay. What are you feeling and experiencing? I don't know if it's quite relief. I don't know that that's the right word, mm-hmm. but release might be the right word. Great. Um, so I just invite you to sit in the chair, keep your eyes closed, sit in the chair that is you, not your dad. And just, I know sometimes words are hard in this situation, but keep this, you're having a lovely connection with him. So I don't want to pull you out of it quite yet. Just share what you're experiencing right now, what you're feeling right now. I'm so scared that I ruined my whole life, (laughs) Um, you know, and spiraled in so many ways because of this terrible thing that happened that I could have resolved a while ago. And I know, I know that it's not ever too late to fix things or to be different, but it's really overwhelming. See what your dad has to say about that. (laughs) 
you haven't ruined anything. You've done things that you're not happy with. You've come a really long way in trying to fix those things. And you know that there's more work to do. Um, Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see if there's anything else really when you're in that chair. Drop into your heart even more. See if you can really access the love that you and your father shared. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. And I just want you to be happy. And I heard him say he's not disappointed in you. I'm not disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so if you're feeling complete, go back to your chair. Is there anything you want to say to your dad? Thank you. I love you. Hmm. Right. I'm just thinking his soul and spirit coming forward. Good. What's present for you now? Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that wasn't quite as overwhelming as I as I thought it would be, but really peaceful. I'm teary, um, mm-hmm. but I feel good. Mm-hmm. Can you can you elaborate on good? What you're feeling. Um, this, I think it is relief. I think I've carried around this idea that I did this terrible, awful thing that my dad would hate me for, for such a long, long time. It's informed mm-hmm. so many decisions in my life mm-hmm. or not decisions, just sitting there. And f- I really felt him in, in the room. I really felt him and, and feeling that, that sense of pride is something I haven't felt in a really long time from him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't allowed yourself to feel that because you've been feeling shame right. and regret. Right. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for allowing me to guide you through that and point out how easy it was for you. Mm. And so this can be a way that you continue that relationship with him. You know, really continue that relationship with him. You know, since we are on a podcast and you don't have limited time with you, I want to address the the first question you answer. Ask me and tell you what I think my sense of it is. And then you can tell me how that feels. So when, and you probably know this, but I'm just going to say it again or in a different way. When we have trauma, like a big trauma, like losing our primary parent who are we were extremely close to. You know, I 
I'm well into my forties and got Terry about the idea of my dad dying when you, you know, like it's, it's a loss no matter what age we are, but 15 and it being your primary parent, that's huge. It's a big, big trauma and not really having anyone that you felt safe with a parental figure that felt really good, at least from what I inferred from what you shared, it sounded like you're kind of on your own. Is that accurate? Yes, very much. So what can happen is that a part of our psyche gets frozen at that age. Mm -hmm. And what's very typical of 15-year-old behavior developmentally? What do a lot of 15-year-olds? Yeah. Makes lying, total sense. <laughs> yeah. embellishing the truth, but you kind of have her frozen in time because you've carried so much shame. And so what you, what I encourage you to do is really work with that 15 year old, forgive yourself for judging her, for shaming her. And again, I know you consciously understand you were doing, you know, the best you could given the circumstances. There's a part of you that is just so subconsciously feeling judged and shamed, mm. right? Because here's this 15-year-old that's grieving her dad. He was like her life in so many ways and at the same time feeling shamed. So it's really inviting her and like letting her off the hook. Mm. And also like giving her what she needed, but didn't have back then. Because I don't know that you really had anyone hold space for you and actually truly grieve your father. Right. You're right. And so it sounds to me like grieving him, you know, going out and kind of creating a funeral for him. Mm -hmm just you, or if there's somebody that you're really close that you care about, but, you know, lighting candles, planting something, you know, bringing pictures of him, like really having a funeral, writing your eulogy, you can do it out in the woods in nature, read it out loud and like allow yourself to grieve Caitlin. And if there is somebody that you trust that can really hold you as you go through that, because you didn't have that, that would be really useful too. Um, but your, your higher self can hold you as well. And I'm not saying you can go and do it, you know, a two hour funeral ritual and then everything's hunky dory. That will probably <laughs> be, you know, the rite of passage and the ceremony and the ritual that allows, because the subconscious mind responds so well to ceremony and ritual that allows other layers of grief to finally come up. Mm. And between that and unshaming the decisions you made, I feel like that 15-year-old won't be so fragmented. And this behavior um, will lessen or just completely go away. That's beautiful. That makes complete sense. Yes. Yep. I really feel that. Okay, good. Good. I feel like you feel it. I hear it in your words. Is that something, and that's something you could do? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So between now and then, when you notice that embellisher and that like 
because I, I I relate to that not so much anymore because of the inner child work I did, but in my life, telling little white lies or stretching the truth was how I got safe, how I got liked or how I avoided conflict or how I people pleased or whatever. It was a coping strategy, not because I was trying to be a deceitful person. And the right. same is true for you. And as I healed a lot of those adolescent wounds, um, it it started to shift and it's pretty much gone at this point. So I'm not comparing me to you, but I'm more saying you're not alone in this. <laughs> no, you're not alone in this. So again, like no shame, no judgment for the way you acted back then or the lying and embellishing and everything that you've carried up until now. Okay. Because as you've heard okay. me say, nothing heals in the energy of judgment. And especially exactly. shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clear? I think I can do this. <laughs> I know you can. I know you can because I experienced how far you got just by that brief empty chair process we did. Mm-hmm. I have total confidence in you that you can. Thank you. So thank you, Caitlin, for having the courage to bring this forward. I think when we're carrying around shame about things, it can be hard to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing and I need help. So I I love that you brought this forward. And so many of us can relate to you doing things in our adult life that we go, wait a second, why am I doing that? (laughs) That's not nice. It's not cool. It's not mature. I, I, I know better. When we have that, I know better and but I can't seem to change it feeling that is inner child. I promise you that is inner child. So what Caitlin and I worked with was first really seeing that she could still connect to her father. Because when we have these ideas of, I think he'd be disappointed in me. All right. Well, I believe that, yeah, we're in a 3D world, but it's also a very 5D world. We have access to souls and spirits that have crossed over. And why not have a conversation? Why not have a conversation with your father and see what he said. And you can see she experienced so much relief. And to me, whenever someone feels relief, that's truth. That's truth. You know, I went through something recently where the decision I made made no sense, zero logical sense, but I felt relief. And I was like, Ooh, I need to pay attention to that. I need to pay attention to that. And it can be really hard, but we need to pay attention to those feelings of relief. But I digress back to the fact that Caitlin was able to connect to her father quickly and feel that relief. And you heard the shift in her voice. And then what we were able to see is that, oh, wow, like what's really happening is there's a 15 year old that sort of got frozen and fragmented and she's trying to make herself known. (laughs) It's the best way I can say it through this lying pattern. It's, it's very much a teenage behavior. So you heard my advice to Kaylin in terms of how she can deal with that. And let me speak for a moment about grief. So oftentimes when we go through any type of loss, we are just in survival. And if you've missed my coach's corner last week about the difference between survival and being strong and true resilience and true strength, please go back and listen to that. But when we go through a loss, like I said, we're often in survival and we don't give ourselves the time to grieve. So if there's a loss that you haven't fully processed, I encourage you to set the stage, to create a ceremony, to give yourself the time and space to actually grieve. 
All right, everyone, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.